0: Hey, what up, everybody? It's your girl, Stacy St. John, here at the Olex Properties Podcast. We are here for episode three, season two. Super excited today. Have a really awesome guest. But before we go ahead and get into it, I just want to let you guys know that if you have a house with a big red card on it, you got windows with boards on them, you have a house that is on fire right now as we speak, I want to buy it. You give me a call, 516-526-0881. Now, let's get into it. I have on the show today a very special guest, a friend of mine at this point, thank Mr. You, you. Tim Galligan of t- of Keller Williams. Say hello to the crowd, everybody.
1: Nice. Hello. and Thanks for having me, Stacey. I appreciate it. It's an honor.
0: Yeah. Thank you for coming on the show. A lot of my viewers don't know who you are. I have a lot of viewers that are in high school, younger kids that awesome. we're trying to influence That's and stuff awesome. like That's that. Great. Thank you. Why don't you tell the crowd a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. Uh, my name is Tim Galligan. I run a team, Team Galligan, out of the Keller Williams Points North office. Uh, primary focus is regi- residential real estate, uh, Nassau and Suffolk County. We do go into the boroughs as well, but by long shot, our focus is Long Island. Um, been doing it for 19 months now, and kind of hit the ground running when we got started, and uh, we're doing great
0: you really in a very short amount of time got a ton of traction and you also have a podcast of your own correct
1: that's right yep the oh. ghost of real estate
0: and i was a guest on your show i had a really great time sickest set in the business you <laughs> you your you Thank designed you. your podcast studio with your team right yeah yeah really really cool place um a lot of cool artwork awesome vibes in the place um, and I'd love to talk a little bit about like why you started the podcast and some of the unexpected things that came from it.
1: Sure. Um, why I started the podcast? Uh, I started the podcast really because Charles kept saying, start a podcast, start a podcast, start a podcast. And I'm like, man, what the hell does he keep telling me to start a podcast for? You know, through social media and not sure, telling me sure. directly.
0: And those of you who are listening, who don't know, we're talking about Charles Weinreb, Mr. Handsome Homebuyer himself.
1: Yeah. And then, uh, Lewis on my team, uh, was like, Hey man, we should really start a podcast. It'd be great. I'm, I was like, all right, maybe we should do this. So um shout
0: out to Lewis. <laughs>
1: yeah, so we you know, we decided to do it, let it rip. And um, you know, it's it's been awesome. Charles was our first guest, you were on the show, we've had some incredible guests across the board. Um, unexpected things that came from that. Uh I think it adds like a, a piece of validity to your business. Yeah. Um, you know, you get to share your story a bit. Um, you get to educate Um, So a lot of people then become attracted to, whether it be your social media page, YouTube page, and just learn a bit more about, you know, you, your team, what you're about, um, and then learn. I think that's the biggest thing.
0: Yeah. The education part is a huge thing. And, you know, you and I actually built a little education bridge together, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We did. Um, We did a bit of cold call training together, and we talked about dialers Mm -hmm. and lead generation and stuff like that. That's right. And I kind of want to get into the basics for the crowd because... You know, sometimes I get people that throw leads my way where, like, they don't even know what to do with it. They're like, here, just, right. just have it. Like, And it's such a <laughs> shame that people don't, like, you know, they find this thing and they're like, I don't, I don't know, here, you have it. Right. You know, so what's your point of view now after, you know, interacting with me and your experience in Cold coal World for a little while, what yeah. the lead generation is like in particular?
1: Yeah, so lead generation... It- I think it all it all starts with the source, right? Right. Um, so coming into the business, um, that was big for me. Um, you know, calling, but your traditional sources, you know, whether it be expired, uh, Fisbo, whatever it may be. Sure. Um, but, and then as you turn that and kind of broaden that horizon, um, you kind of need to be like a doctor and be able to dissect exactly what's going on. Sure. Um, and it could be timely. It could be timely. Um, you know, but there's all different ways that you can help that client. Um, so what approach are you taking to fit their... Uh, specific need in that situation um, and the more and more you do it the better and better you get you know it becomes down like like just like anything else you know it becomes a system where you know exactly how to do it and how you can best serve them
0: sure so you've been dipping your toe in the distressed leads yes pool. yes tell me thus far how long has it been how many months has it been
1: uh i don't know let's say four
0: okay Tell me the crazy without saying the address or the homeowner's name. <laughs> tell me what is the craziest phone call you had yet?
1: Oh, phone call! I thought you were going to say property visited. I oh, know that no. one hands down.
0: Okay, we can we can talk about that uh, after.
1: Phone call. Uh, I got. A, I actually got a crazy text. Mm. Um, it was a picture. I, I got to think if I have this right. It was a picture of a grave, and it said. Um, Something I don't even want to say on the podcast. No,
0: say it. We don't censor on the show. Say it. I forget
1: exactly what it said, but I think it said um, uh, something about your mother (gasps) in the grave. Yeah, people are ruthless.
0: (laughs) Oh, my. Okay, so then what was the craziest house visit?
1: House visit, no doubt. Um, That one, I went in and I went into the um, basement and there was was safes in the basement on the floor. Okay. With uh, two hammers, a crowbar, a skill saw. And on the back of the safes, the, uh, the two by fours that were the studs in the walls where these safes, you know, must have been, were still attached to the safe.
0: <gasps> oh, so, Is this mastic?
1: I don't, uh, no, I'm not going to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God, that's so crazy. What is the, the easiest distressed home uh, phone call that you had? Because sometimes these easy ones stick out in my mind, too.
1: Um, well, I think right now in the market, no one is distressed. <laughs> or very well, few. True. Are. That's that's um, a
0: very br- very big statement you just made.
1: Yeah, but um, I would say from that people will just say like, yes, thanks, you know, thanks for calling, thanks for reaching out. I, I absolutely want to sell my home. Meet me tomorrow, five o'clock. Does that work? Great.
0: Right, and you know, and it happens. It, or you follow up with them long term.
1: Right? Correct. Yeah. Or it's a nurture play where yeah, you're you know you're touching base. I mean, that's an important part of sales um, is follow up. Right. You got to be diligent in your follow-up, you know, touching base, staying in contact, you know, people will forget who you are. For
0: sure. And for anyone who saw my Instagram story just a little while ago, I just posted something very relevant where I said, you basically have to be the Mike Totino. Shout out to Safety First Home Inspections. You have to be the Mike Totino of follow-ups and follow up till you're dead.
1: I see his uh, follow-ups for review. I think it's incredible.
0: Right. He will follow (laughs) up for a review until one of those people die. And it's like, that's That's how you got to be. You have to be that way. So now you've had, you know, you and I don't know each other that long and I've given you a very small peek into wholesale land right. and you're doing your own stuff with distress. What similarities do you see between your retail clients and your distress deals?
1: Similarities. Uh, they all think their home is worth a million bucks. No, I'm just kidding.
0: No, it's true. <laughs> you just said something so true. Everybody yeah. right now is like, if you give me a million bucks, right.
1: right? Yeah, I mean, you know, ultimately people might might start off like that or might think it's worth more than it is. But at the end of the day, you um, you know, it's your job as a salesperson and as a person who's there to help them uh, to understand what the true value of their home is and why. Um, you know, that's part, of the, that's part of the deal. You know, you have to manage that.
0: You do have to manage it. So what are some of the ways, you know, basics, you know, we don't have to get into the nitty gritty, but sure. what are some of the ways that you actually do try to manage those expectations?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like to pull up live comps. You know, I'm not afraid to bring my computer into a meeting and say, look, let's look at this together. Sure. You know, Do the uh, research right yeah, in front of them. For sure. Um, you know, I'll pull that up and pull up the properties that did sell within that range. L- let's look at the condition of those. Let's look at the bedroom count. Uh, let's look at some things that stick out on the property versus yours. And maybe yours is worth more than this one. But what's that median at the end of the day where it's you know fair market? And then what's our pricing strategy from a listing side um, to draw that traction and possibly get above that? Right?
0: Do you treat the distressed people the same way? Or have you had an opportunity to?
1: Um to make offers on the myself
0: like mm-hmm. yeah to sit with the with your computer mm-hmm. and say listen distressed homeowner I yeah. get it. You want a million bucks, but let me yeah. just
1: show you. Yeah, I'll tell you a cool story So I have um, I went on a I went on an appointment Uh, let's call it three weeks ago. Okay, and I met with the lady there This this home was on the mls is on the mls Um, and I went I took a look at it and it was a property. I was I definitely wanted I wanted as a to invest your- self. Yeah, okay. um that that home was rented Section Eight already, uh, and the price point at it. If you just if you run the calculations, it simply doesn't work. Um, but there are Section Eight tenants in it already. Okay. Um, so what I did was instead of instead of trying because now you got a view from from their point of view, right? You're the one trying to get the deal. Sure. Um, so I actually um, I didn't give her a, a, an offer on the spot. I really wanted to, to think about it, and run my numbers, calculate it, and make sure that I'm giving the best offer I can. Um, and it was obviously lower than the list price, so I called um, the owner, sure. who happened to be an agent as well, and I asked them if they would connect on Zoom with me. And I shared my screen, and I literally walked through how I got to my offer price, what the numbers are, uh, and you know there needs to be taken into consideration that this is it's an investment, sure. right? So there are certain criteria that needs to be met on my end, and ultimately what I can offer. And here's why, um, and I think that they, I mean, I know that they really appreciated that. Um, They understood it.
0: It's an excellent strategy. Yeah, uh, just be human. And technology kind of helps these things because it's almost like you're saying to a homeowner, "Look, you don't even have to leave your couch. I got you. Let me just show you." Yeah, you know, um, that's really excellent. Um, And you know, listen, we didn't learn all of these things on our own. You have a a a coach, just like I do, don't you? Who's your coach? Carl Shabon. Carl Chabon. Yep. Uh, in season one, we spoke about him on every single episode. <laughs> okay. So, you know, you've you've been doing the the RIA meetings, right? Yep. And you, you've been doing a little bit of coaching with him. What uh and and you're similar to me um, and a lot of people in our generation as we kind of jumped into career and then we were like, wait a second, let me uh let me go get some education right, and some right, coaching right. and stuff. What's the the changes that you have seen since you started doing that?
1: Um, so real estate—I just jumped into. Sure. Like, just completely jumped into it.
0: Yeah, but you already came with the skill set.
1: Luckily, and and that worked out. Um, with the investing side, there's a lot of little things where if you just jump, you could just go bankrupt. Right, <laughs> you know? for sure. Um, and that's a real thing. Um, so when you're taking your hard-earned money and trying to put it to work for you, uh, it's important to really understand every you know every single thing that's involved in it. You can't overlook. Um, You know, one little step, right, if it's holding out for, you know, CapEx or repairs, whatever it may be, um, that all needs to be taken into consideration and really breaking that down and going through it with a fine tooth comb, um, being diligent in it um, is, you know, which is tough in this market, right, because you don't really have much time to react.
0: You don't have like any time to react if you need a second to react someone else is going to make an offer and swoop in um and you know for
1: and i'm willing to lose it in that situation i'm not going to rush myself to make a decision that could cost myself and my and my family the rest of my life
0: super smart not having ego is super important yeah for sure um if there's anyone that's good at teaching that it's carl shavon um you know um when (laughs) i when i bought the red house uh it was the first day that i started my coaching with him when I bought the red house and he was like, why do you mean you don't have a permit? <laughs> why don't you have a permit? You already in contract, like, you know, and um, for those who are listening, who don't know, Carl gives a lot of education about investing and Tim um, wants to have a rental portfolio, Correct. right? You yep. want your money to kind of flow because you got a family growing, don't you?
1: That's right, yeah, I have a 19 month old uh, daughter and I got another one on the way in October.
0: And a very beautiful wife, might I add. Yes. Shout out to beautiful wives all across America, <laughs> first of all, okay? Um, and I'm really excited for you. You know, every day I ask Thank you me. when your baby's coming. It's not till like, the end of the year. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah right. Um, and, you know, it It kind of gives that extra motivation. For sure. Doesn't it? You, yep. have, you ever, like, um, as you're coaching with Carl or training your team, you ever, like, really think about, like, Okay, college tuition, down. Okay, first car, down. Like, yeah. you ever, like, think about
1: that stuff in real time? Yeah, I actually think about how much I hope my daughters don't go to college. But that's really? Not yeah. No,
0: yeah. talk about that. It's not, <laughs> no, because that's so important. We we spoke about on season one a lot right. um, because I hooked up with high school kids that were seeking education. And um, the Lehman School in Manhattan is a private high school, sure. and it's the only high school on the Eastern Seaboard that has a real estate club.
1: Right. That's right? awesome.
0: It's amazing yep. and it's mostly made of girls and they came to me asking for guidance and these girls didn't even know what a mortgage was yeah. yet or a title report yeah. like how could you be they need education so sure. you know let's uh let's talk about like that influential stuff like you know cuz you got you got kids yeah. you got kids coming too like not not wanting to go to college is a very specific thing, and I'm sure you have a lot to say about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, from from my experiences, and, and I'm sure experiences of others. I mean, look, if you're going to college, you're going to be a lawyer, you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be um, an architect, whatever it may be. I mean, by all means, those are those are trades. Well, where you'll need to you know really understand and study that specific topic. Sure. Um, but I do think that there's a lot missing in our education system, all the way from grammar from grammar school to high school. Um, and into college as well, too. I mean, you're getting these tuitions, fifty, sixty thousand dollars 60000 a year, coming out of school with a quarter million bucks in debt. Um, that's a problem. Huge liability. Huge li- liability. And from my experience in hiring, um, not just in real estate, but you know past jobs where I was in the consumer packaged goods industry, um, no one knows what they want to do anyway. So it's like, what did you go to school for? I think
0: you when know? I was in college, in the middle of getting my degree, I was like, what am I going to do with this thing? How am I going to be a fucking social studies teacher? Like right, I exactly. was, a, I was studying political science in Queens College, right. which doesn't even prepare you to be a politician. Like you're, you're basically a social studies teacher at right. that point. Um, and you know, law school didn't work out for me, so I kind of wound up here by like a long, windy road. But similar to you, I hope something similar for my sons. I hope that they start learning real estate or investing right or something S-
1: something with money
0: before they even get to college because <laughs> right. like how could you go to college and say sure government give me a loan at nine percent interest and let me borrow all the money i need for school and it's like you don't even understand money yet
1: yeah exactly i mean even like certain things like uh in high school geometry when was the last time you used geometry in life
0: or the last time uh you didn't have a calculator in your
1: pocket right exactly you know yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, there's definitely things that could be um, switched around, in in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I agree. I uh, I hope for my kids that they will do something um, that is multifaceted, you know, and that's the beautiful thing about real estate is like, yep. you could market, you could this, you could that, and then you could make money off of all these different avenues and stuff like that. You can make money off social media, yeah. you partner with other people. Um, and, you know, I've been trying to to break out this hybrid wholesaling thing for a long time as kind of like a dual purpose thing. Like I want to work with more retail realtors, but I also want to spread education on about like what the off market is and how it could help the on market.
1: Right. Well, how could it help? So I think for that... Example.
0: For example, I think a lot of – you're asking me questions on my own, Sean. I know. Man. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Know. Bring it. <laughs> I love it. Um, I think that a lot of the off-market houses, um, they don't come in cheap enough for some investors. Right. They're not in uh, in good enough physical condition to just be like beautifully marketed on the MLS. They're like somewhere right. in the middle, Right. Um so let's let's just say like a two bedroom, one bathroom house that's seventy years old but well maintained. Okay. okay. Old, but you know, like somebody who's a first time homebuyer could probably move into it, right, and paint it and just enjoy yeah. it the way it is. So it's like not really a distressed property and it's not fully like a beautiful retail item either so something like that it's like a wholesaler like me can put it in contract for a whatever price and then give the contract to someone like you and say market this the way that it is at least the homeowner knows they're going to get the bottom line, which is the contract right. price. Yeah,
1: no, it makes sense. Yeah.
0: yeah, have you have you worked with other
1: wholesalers doing stuff like this yet? Uh, no, not in particular. No.
0: Have you met other wholesalers yet? Not really. Weird on Long Island, right? Yeah. I uh, I I'm starting to think that either the wholesalers are super secret here, calling out all <laughs> wholesalers, um, or it's like just not a social media crew. What do you think?
1: Um, I'm not too sure to be honest. I haven't put much thought into it. Um. I mean, I do. You do see the contract vendees here and there. Um, I don't know. I guess it's a riskier play with the higher ticket home in New York specifically.
0: Well, the high ticket homes for sure. Yeah. I I'll never put a, a house in contract over a certain price, even if like the spread is there on the other side. I feel like it's too risky because then like I'm gonna have to close on the house if it doesn't sell.
1: Right. Well, in order, to, yeah, and I mean, in order to do it, you would need to have it at a price you know, two steps back. Exactly. Right. Um, so even three if it's a flip because then you got to, you know, the ARV value and all. So, I mean, you re- someone needs to be in real desperate measures uh, in order for that to work out, um, I-, I would assume. For sure.
0: Um, so let's talk a little bit of personal development. Let's back sure. away from the real estate a little right, bit. Let's do it. Okay. So you said something that kind of caught my attention earlier about how you jumped right into real estate. Right. All right. Yeah. What'd you do before
1: that? Uh, my background is consumer packaged goods. I worked for companies like Vitamin Water, Smart Water, nice. uh, Hint Water, um, and then I was with a startup tea company based out of Manhattan, bottled tea. Okay. Um, and then um, I was doing a lot of traveling across the country. My job was to take the product and get it into uh, retail accounts: Costco, uh, Whole Foods, Target. You big name box. It. Exactly, big box stores, as well as you know, smaller natural channel, and then open up the distributors to cover that geographical area, and then build the sales team to support the distributor.
0: Why did you leave?
1: Um, There was a ceiling. I always knew um, that there was just something like that just drove me, that I I wanted to do more, I wanted to do more. Um, And I don't know. I was talking, I had an idea uh, to start a brand while I was doing the traveling. Uh, I thought it would be, you know, health has always been an important thing to me. So I was like, while I was traveling, it was just crap food and anything that didn't, wasn't packed with carbs or sugar didn't have uh, protein that I wanted. So I was like, well, it would be cool if I could take like a healthier food, like an oatmeal or a salad that's quick on the go and add protein to it. So I decide, So I, I went in and I quit my job and I was lucky enough, I hooked up with the ex vice president of Unilever's food development division out of Rutgers University. Um, me and my cousin partnered up and we developed a product, it's called Top It. Okay. Um, T O P B I T one word and you're able. It's a uh, they're crunchy bits that you sprinkle on top of your food that add protein to your food. So okay. it's good taste. It's like a seasoning. Sure. Um, so I was doing that. Um, that's a really tough business because you spend so much on marketing to to build it.
0: To get shelf space too.
1: Yeah. And, well, we didn't even go the retail route. Um, ours is online. Okay. <clears throat> so I found myself I was doing uh, all different types of you know side things to provide for for my family i was newly married at the time um just bought a home so then i started doing uh i knew how to build websites and i was pretty good online so i decided i was going to build websites to support myself while i built my supplement line uh so i went door knocking just to businesses and the first one i went to was a um a tattoo shop okay uh so i walked in and they were like they're like oh you know yeah let's do it so i said all right Great, So, I guess tattoo shops it is. So then I started traveling to tattoo conventions mm. and I was, I was, I did well. You know, I got a lot of websites. I made a lot of websites for guys on Ink Master and stuff like that. Sure. I yeah.
0: have a tattoo from someone on Ink Master. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Shout out Jay Blondell. <laughs> nice. I said, yeah, I know him. Jay, gentle yeah. Jay? Yeah. He did my arm.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Love it, Town, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah that's cool. I'm going to
0: have to tag him in this podcast now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, from there, I, one guy that I was making a website for, this was a restaurant owner. I had gone to like a local um, event uh, during the holidays of restaurants to walk around to the tables and get business. And he said, I want to sell the place. I took my real estate license like six years prior to that in Manhattan. I was living in Manhattan at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, all right, I'll sell it for you. So I went, I took my uh, tests, got my license and I went to Keller Williams uh, to hang my license there. And when I looked around and stuff, I was like, man, I think I might be able to be really good at this. It's
0: cool there, right? Yeah. yeah
1: Keller awesome. Williams is a really cool Kel- brand. Yeah. I got to tell you, Keller Williams from from onset has been nothing but supportive. Like, I, I mean, I really knew nothing. I knew nothing I was doing.
0: <laughs> so, so, so talk about that a little bit. Sure. Like, what kind of support does Keller Williams give?
1: A ton. Um, I mean, uh, Rich Amato, who's the OP, has been nothing but an unbelievable mentor to me. Um, and he's, you know... He, He's the OP, so he runs runs the offices. You know, they're his offices; he owns them. Um, but he was an agent before that, which okay. I think is very important, right? Yeah. So he's been through it. Like he's he's built a successful business in that regard, and he can relate. Um, and he you know he knows how to help out um, the staff inside, um, admins that everything has been. I mean, it's just top notch. They do a really good job.
0: You know, that's that's a a very important point that you make because, um, you know, I'm building a team now. Um, And, you know, I'm not doing it alone. Shout out to Charles. And, um, you know, I find people wanting to leap, right? People want to do the stuff that's at the top. Mm -hmm. And when they can't do the stuff that's at the top, um, you know, they almost feel like, well, why can't I? But I try to teach people that, like, you are never going to be able to teach others. You're never going to be able to lead a team for me. If you literally don't learn how to do everything starting from taking out the trash that's right you have to take out the trash you have to refill the water in the coffee pot you have to do the stuff at the bottom mm-hmm. and be willing to do it even when you're at the top yeah and that is how you breed culture because it's not just about knowing how to talk while you type or knowing right. how to get onto to zoom and, and yeah. run comps like that's details like but if you can be a leader and still take out the trash at the end of the night and clean the Keurig at the end of right. the day, your team will do the same shit. hundred percent. Right. So your team, I mean, again, you haven't been on the scene very long, but you have a huge team already. How many people are on your team?
1: Uh, there's nine of us.
0: Nine. Yeah. And what kind of volume did you do this year so far? Uh,
1: this year, uh, 2020, 2021, we'll, we'll finish well over a hundred homes for this year oh yeah, my god right now we're at um including pending because everything is taking forever we have a ton pending right now
0: title uh, reports taking a long time yeah right? a
1: long time i think we're at like 72 right now oh my god yeah, from january yeah.
0: oh my god god bless that's yeah. amazing that's yeah. yeah, great and you know it it really is something to say because you don't know and and this is nothing against you personally but had you not gone into such a supportive environment.
1: Right. You know,
0: you don't know how you would have flourished because as you said, you kind of jumped from one industry completely to another. Right. But what I'm hearing you say is that you've kind of been in sales the whole time. Like you've always been in like lead generation.
1: Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I think that's the key to any business. If you can't lead gen, you're shot. That's true. Um, You know, there's different types of it and everything. But to me, that's where it all starts, you know,
0: so before you were in Consumer Goods,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who was Tim Gallagher? Were you a bad kid, a good
1: kid? I was a horrible kid. You were
0: a horrible <laughs> kid. You were in trouble all no. the time?
1: No, I'm not so much of a troublemaker or any serious trouble or anything like that. But I definitely, um, in school, <clears throat> it's not that I couldn't do well. I mean, I remember a semester I tried and I got all A's. But I just, like, I kind of back to the point before, I just I just felt like I there was no need for it. Sure. You know, like, what, what do I need literature for? class or geometry like this was just a waste of time to me
0: that's very interesting to me because I find you to be very well spoken and we're very brainwashed to think that you have to read you have to yeah. you, the only way to learn English is to read 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 but you come off to me as someone who knows the English language very well <laughs> and you speak very I educated appreciate that. um and um but I could tell there's like a little bit of street in you somewhere (laughs) a little bit oh there's
1: gotta be that's that's the hard work that's the grit that's the grind i mean from a young age i um i would do anything and everything i mean when i was a young kid i had my own snow removal business you know i i actually here's a good story i i think i was like 15 Mm -hmm. and i um i went to the store and i bought an atv i'm 15. okay I don't know how I got the credit. Actually, one of my buddies who you went put with it me, on your credit. <laughs> yeah, I was literally 15 years old. Okay. And they, you know, they gave me this $17,000 ATV with a snowplow on it.
0: What year was that?
1: Was it before uh, the crash? 2003. Oh
0: yeah, they were landed.
1: It was crazy. Yeah. I think my buddy who was with me had a cell phone, and he showed them the cell phone bill, so that qualified me for credit. Yeah, I think that was the situation, but
0: (laughs) we won't say the dealership (laughs) Um,
1: So now I had this thing and the interest rate was I didn't know it was like 33% (laughs) It was something crazy Um, But I was actually (laughs) so what I did was I was able to uh, I built a business around me and I started just going to people's homes. I started knocking I built my route on the ATV Yeah,
0: what really? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah,
1: and um, I I got a good amount. I, I probably had like 25 houses that I did every single uh, snowstorm. And, you know, I was a young neighborhood kid. People liked that. They would invite me into the home. I got to know everyone. Sure. And then spring came and they were like, this is where I learned my first business lesson. They said, um, do you do landscaping? I said, yeah, yeah, I do landscaping. You know, no problem. So I'm like, oh, shit. How am I going to figure this out? I got I to do landscaping. You got to pull the
0: lawnmower while you ride the yeah, ATV. Right?
1: So I was actually luckily smarter than that. I was like, I'm going to hook up with a local landscaper. Give him my route and have him give me uh, a percentage. You know, I'm going to charge a percentage. So I, I said, uh, I'm entitled to 25%. I took him around to every single client, introduced him. And there was some big work in there, some big masonry work, driveways, uh, 15 years old.
0: Wow, that's really impressive, know? Tim.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a and, big deal. Yeah. And uh, it was it was great. And they all loved me. You know, if they weren't home uh, when I went there for the snow, they would leave it in my mailbox. <laughs> I had like a real business you going. You had
0: like consignment landscaping going on. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And um what happened was the guy who uh took on that responsibility in the route overloaded himself and obviously his clients got priority over mine mm. and I got screwed. So.
0: Well, listen, you know, um we all make mistakes in delegation, yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. you le- you did learn a really good lesson though. Like I have that now where um I have people that work outside the office that I need things for. Like maybe I need someone to drive for dollars or right. maybe you know whatever it is and you just like you hope they're going to do a good job, you know, and it, it is what it is when you hire people on the outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? So let's talk 5 years.
1: 5 years, yep.
0: What's the plan for Team Galligan?
1: Uh our plan is to continue we have a really really strong foundation at this mm-hmm. point. We've come a long way as a team. A long long way. Like when you're first starting and things are you're getting all these deals and you're not set up, you know, you're just figuring it out. I mean, there's a lot, but we're very, very strong and have a great foundation. Um, I see us replicating uh, into different markets, um, you know, not right away, but in the next, you know, six to 12 months or nice. uh, something that I'm definitely interested in doing. That's but short
0: term, that's quick. That is right away. Yeah. That's coming up. I mean,
1: I, I think we're only scratching the surface here. Um, so we got a lot more work to do here. Um, and once we, you know, get to that point, definitely replicating into other markets. So I uh, I can't wait to see what you
0: turn into 5 years from now. I think that you <laughs> you're going to be like one of the faces of Keller Williams. I, uh, think I appreciate that. Your team is super cool and also the people on your team are so nice, so welcoming, so involving. I got the the girls of team Gallagher yeah, invited yeah, yeah. me to the the yeah. WhatsApp chat and they invite me places. That's awesome. Like just like a bunch of really nice people. And I can imagine homeowners receiving all of you very well.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um,
0: you know, your your videos, your home <laughs> walkthroughs with the cute music in the background and stuff yep. like that. Like a lot of your stuff is really, really cool. Um, and I'm super excited for you. And I can't wait to have you on a year from now and talk about where yeah, you are. Yeah, that'll be
1: interesting, right? We're
0: gonna do that <laughs> one year from today. So listen, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up for the evening, awesome. all right? Go ahead, tell the viewers where can they find you on the internet.
1: For sure. Uh, you can check out our Instagram at team underscore Galligan, uh, Facebook team underscore Galligan, and you can visit our website at thegallagangroup.com.
0: And you know what? Since I didn't do it the last two episodes, can we just all give a quick shout to Mr. Rob Martin with this awesome podcast studio and the awesome live editing. And I could not do this without him. Thank you so much to Rob Martin. Go ahead and check out directlivestreams.com. If you need a podcast studio, you need to rent. And don't you forget that if you have a house falling down, filled with mold, on fire, filled with cats, even if it is filled with dead bodies, I want to buy it. You can give me a call, 516-526-0881. Tim, I don't know how to thank you for coming thank here you. on a Friday night. I really night. appreciate it. Thank you so Thanks much. We are me. out. Episode three. Thank you very much. Nice.